0: Good morning. It never ceases to amaze me how the Lord enters into everything that's uh, going on and then we come and we, we worship and as I come up here it just amazes me the way the songs that were chosen, the lyrics that we get to make our own and express our heart and shape our thinking that give us a vision once again of who we are in Christ that's of the Lord and I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you Lord this morning we continue our series my favorite Proverbs we're in chapter 4 verse 18 so even though we're gonna focus on Proverbs 4.18. I, uh, I do want to read verse 18 and then 19. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. We have a lot of life, and in our life, there is a lot of light. A lot of light. Light at our fingertips. Light on demand. I thought about bringing my phone up here and turning on my eye torch. I mean, we have light available to us everywhere. Night or day, we live in light. It's hard to imagine life without so much light. But I want us to try for just a little bit. Thomas Edison invented the electric light bulb in 1879. That's less than three lifetimes ago or when my great-grandfather was a child. Think about that. Before my great-grandfather, the world was a much darker place. Except for the last 150 years, light came from the sun, the moon, which reflects the sun, And the stars, our sun is a star. And by the way, these celestial sources of light also divide life into what we call time or measures of life, a day, a week, a month, a year. Their celestial rhythms form the basis of our calendar. The sun, the moon, which reflects the sun, and the stars, and one other thing, fire. Fire. Whether a lamp, a candle, or a literal torch, not an app on your phone, Those are all sources of fire and all sources of light. Stars shine, including our sun, because they are great balls of fire. (laughs) Our sun, as I said, is a star and all light was a matter of fire. Or extreme heat, that's what makes a star shine. The sun is on fire, it's a great ball of fire. The moon reflects that fire. The stars are on fire, combusting because of the density and these atomic reactions, shedding light from the heat all over our sky. That's all the light humanity had until humans controlled fire-making. Today, we take light for granted, like air and water. Simple pleasures, so ample, so available, we don't even give them thought. Did you wake up this morning And praise the Lord for the chance to take a deep breath. Or have you been breathing all this time and not even realized it? If you couldn't take another breath, how much you would crave that one more breath. Or another drop of water, which we sometimes run down the drain while we're waiting for it to warm up. That's why we take light for granted. We don't know what we've got until it's gone. That's why backpacking has been important to me over the many years. I started when I was a young man, and I've continued ever since, at least every year, except when I lived in San Francisco. It made it tough, but we went to... uh, Angel Island, for example, stayed overnight there in Angel Island, climbed Mount Pius, that sort of thing, but no long treks, no uh, deep into the backwoods and away from civilization where you're entirely dependent upon what you wisely, we hope, carry on your back and wear on your body and the water that you're able to detect and the fire you're able to make. Things can t- turn wicked, so to speak, in a hurry. You can get by with a lot in the summer that you can't get by with in the winter, in the snow, and the cold. It can cost you your life, but it makes you grateful, and you begin to realize how much that we take for granted is actually a special gift to life. I remember we were climbing Sawtooth. We were going to run up there, summit, come back down. We didn't take a tent. We had the choice. It was only a 20% chance of rain. Yeah, we got that 20%. And did we get all of it? It poured that night, and we all got soaked, and it was cold and wet, and we were shivering. And in the morning, you see over 10,000 feet, you can't make a fire course, everything would have been wet. So we waited for the sun. Here comes the sun. That inspired a Beatles song, by the way. No, actually, here comes the sun, and we could see the light shining, you know, over the rim of the shadow of the peak of sawtooth, and we could see the sun marching toward us, coming toward us, and we actually went out to meet it with our sopped bags and clothing and stood in the sun because in the sunlight there's warmth as well as sight. Everything's clearer in the light. Everything's warmer. It's inviting. It's welcome. The light gave us sight and heat. The night never afforded us. This proverb tells us our godly walk. And by that, you know, I don't, I don't want to... Walking through each day aware of the Lord in your life. The Lord that you know because of Jesus Christ and his word, but is truly informed by our perspective on God that is epitomized in Jesus Christ. His goodness, his life, that we read about in the Gospels, and the implications of his life, what happened in his death and in his resurrection, we learn more from, from the apostles themselves, when we read the letters of Paul and Peter and John. But it's all about Jesus. And all of a sudden, we have a love for Genesis to Revelation and all the things of God, because we see and understand God as not someone who is disinterested in us, but loves us and cares for us, gave his own son for us. And so, yes, the, the godly walk, for lack of a better expression, the walk of life, uh, the way we live through each day, no matter where our day and our responsibilities take us, we are aware of the Lord in our lives, that he cares about us and the things that we encounter and face and the troubles that we have to meet that we don't want to, and the delays on our plans and hopes and all of that, we can walk through with the Lord. So when this proverb tells us our godly walk, the path of the righteous, the path of the righteous is like light Like dawning light. I mean, think about this. What would you use, O wise man, to describe the life of the godly walk? The path of those who are right with God. Well, he says, I would describe it as a dawning sunshine. After a long night, bright, gleaming bright, and growing brighter, and rising and expanding in its light until noonday, till full day. That's the path that we walk. And maybe we appreciate that metaphor or analogy or simile that figure that he uses to describe our lives, if we understand that the sun was the principal source of light and God made it that way. Remember Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 after a superscription and then five more verses all the way through verse 6 of things about Proverbs and wisdom, and then, boom, the programmatic statement that we always have to keep in mind, that this wisdom begins with God. It starts with God. In 1972, I spent several weeks preparing, reading, saving, storing. I and my buddy, we were going to hitchhike from Berkeley, California to the Grand Canyon in Arizona, and there we were going to occupy a campground and then make our way 20 miles to the trailhead of the Bass Trail and descend to the base of the of the canyon where the Colorado River flows and then hike back out after five days. All in all, a nine-day round trip. Getting to a 20-mile-away-by-jeep trail trailhead when you are on foot is something of a task, but we traded our campsite for a ride from a guy who actually had a jeep, and so he took us to the trailhead where we parted and we started descending. What Proverbs 1.7 is saying, if, if you want to descend to the Colorado, you got to go to the trailhead. That's where the trail begins, and you're on that trail until you return. And that is the way it is with the fear of God and wisdom. Where do I start this path of wisdom? This, st- this path of walking with God, well, it starts with fearing him. In other words, giving him priority in your life. He's not the afterthought. He's the f- a first thought or a quick second. But he's not third, fourth, or tenth. Certainly not last. Not when you've screwed everything up. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. But you know exactly what I mean. After you've messed up everything trying it your way, which is folly or foolishness. You see, the the Proverbs is saying, start with the Lord. That's the path of the righteous. And by golly, that's like a dawning sunrise that... Climbs in the sky and grows so light that the whole world is filled with light at its height. Eugene Peterson called this discipleship, this walk with God, he called it a long obedience in the same direction. See, we don't like that word obedience. but that's the path of wisdom. you got to fall in love with God so that you want to do it His way. You want to love people around you the way He loves you. You want to be kind to others as you know He is kind to you. You want to be gentle and sweet. You want to be generous as He is generous. This world is a generous gift from God. We are not entitled to it. We are invited to life. And the wisest life you can lead is when you walk with your Creator in harmony and dependence. And you don't quit on Him every day. You stick with Him because He creates it better than you and I ever could. Sorry, I'm just giving it to you straight. Get wisdom. Walk in the light of God. Eugene Peterson is the great man, a great pastor, a great scholar. He translated the message. Some of you have used the message. He translated the message because he wanted to do just what the New Testament Greek language did. It was called the koine, which means the the common language, the the lingua franca. Um, You know, the way everybody talks, it wasn't the high Greek or the high German. It wasn't the King James, which you can't understand completely. Like Shakespeare is a hard read, fruitful, you'll be richer for it. I'm not knocking Shakespeare, but it's a hard read. He wanted to make this translation called The Message, the Koine for Americans. This is the way he translated verse 18 and 19 of chapter 4. The ways of right-living people, the ways or paths, you see, the paths of right-living people or the ways, the ways of right-living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. But the road of wrongdoing gets darker and darker. Travelers can't see a thing. They fall flat on their faces. That's a good translation. I want us to consider for a moment the path we walk. And then I want us to consider for a moment the light we shine. The path we walk is in the first half of verse 18. Notice, as I said, it's the path of the righteous that's like a dawning sunrise. It's a long walk in the same direction. I can't emphasize this enough. And I'm speaking to you from my heart. Your pastor is a sinner just like you. He makes mistakes. He stumbles. He does stuff that he regrets. Sometimes even, and this is when I'm most vulnerable, always it seems, coming up to Sunday, It's like the heat on the spiritual warfare just gets turned up higher. And then I do something stupid, and then I have to come up here and preach a sermon. I was having trouble fulfilling myself. Can you understand that? But when we are trying to be the light, because the light has filled our lives, sometimes we're going to step into the darkness but walking the long walk of the same direction is about getting back in the light, knowing which side your bread is buttered, knowing where your salvation is, knowing where goodness is and God's blessing is. That's the life we lead. It doesn't mean it's without mistakes. That's why Jesus went to the cross, for the victory of new life. Victory over sin, because there is forgiveness, and you can't exhaust it unless you ignore it, unless you turn your back on it, unless you don't realize what grace and generosity and love there is in what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and the relationship that he wants with us. He wants us to always get up, get up, get up and get back in it. Don't lay there on the ground and feel unworthy. And I say that because I know that feeling. We take ourselves out of the game. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. That's grace. You see, and when you realize that, you go, you are so awesome, Lord. And then we conform our feelings to the joy of his grace and the work of his spirit, not to our merit and worth, but to his. Our path is Jesus Christ. That's someone they didn't know in the Old Testament. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we get all wrapped up in ourselves and we get buried in our own failures and mistakes, and when we start policing other people's lives, we become entirely frustrated at what's going on out there because we don't want to face up to what's going in our own lives. And the victory and the freedom and the real liberty that is ours in Christ, then the light is not displayed in our countenance, in our words, in our actions. And we gotta start focusing on letting the light in our lives shine, Jesus Christ. Following Christ is a beautiful life of doing what's right, fueled by our faith and God's love and forgiveness. And we're energized. I mean, there's a real substance to our faith through the work of the Holy Spirit. When we start to put our faith in Jesus Christ and act on that faith, we have to choose the path and choose to walk it daily. In verse 1 of this chapter, the Father wants his children to choose the path of a righteous life, of righteousness. This has been a tough year. Right? Maybe it's taken something out of you. Maybe you're burdened with regret. Maybe you're angry because... The year didn't go the way you had hoped. School or graduation. Things that we took for granted. Things we enjoyed without even thinking. Things that we thought would never change. And some of us thrived in faith. Some of us fought and failed in our own strength. Today is a good day to get back on that path. Today's a good day. There'll always be victory in Christ. It doesn't mean that we won't face hardship. It doesn't mean that we won't face setbacks or what others might call defeat. But when that defeat gets in your soul, then you're truly defeated. But when you keep walking the path of light with Christ, it's always victory. You'll not know any fruit if you cut down that tree. The light we shine is so important. That's we see the light growing. When I was a kid, my grandmother took care of me every almost every Saturday. She fell on me when I was two and broke my collarbone. Some grandma. (laughs) She was special. She'd hold me in her arms and sing, The king is coming. Or she'd sing, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I'm going to let it shine, but I want you to know that our path is not just a little light. It's a great ball of fire. It's a great ball of fire. Bring the light. Be an influencer. Be a leader. You don't have to wait for title or rank to shine for Christ. Shine where you're at. Be real. Don't worry about how it looks. Just be real in your faith and your trust in the Lord. When I was a brand new Christian, I was working with high schoolers, I was a freshman in college, and we had a guy's winter week, weekend. It was like a grub camp, and it, it wasn't quite my cup of tea, you know. Uh, anyway, you know, guys all together, smelly, wrestling around, stuff like that, but anyway, we pulled over the car on our way to the destination. We got out and we were throwing snowballs and stuff because it was just that much snow. And I remember thinking, as I looked at our leader, Bill Stewart, the guy was known pretty much nationally for his work with young people. And uh, I, he had come into town and I had been to a couple of gatherings and heard him speak. I thought he was, I mean, he... he He wasn't much to look at, but the power of the Lord in that guy, and teaching, and, I mean, God was using him mightily. Paul was like that, you know? The descriptions we have of Paul is (laughs) not much to look at. The powers within, it comes from within. It comes through faith. It comes through the Lord in your life. And I thought, of, you know, if, if me and then Bill Stewart was like, if you could imagine a ladder, I was on the bottom rung of my faith, and Bill was at the top. And I thought, you know, all the work of God's going to flow down the ladder. i just got to be open to the things God's teaching me through men like Bill. And then the Lord put it upon my heart. And this is what I want to leave you with. Because I don't think I'd be standing here today. God made me realize, John, you can minister up that ladder. You don't have to wait for it to all come down. I want to work through you. You can can encourage Bill Stewart. You can bring some joy to his life. You can minister to him. You can find small ways to make a difference for me, God speaking, in his life. If we could get that, we could start at home. We could start with our kids. We could start with our spouse. We could start with our parents. We could start with our brother or sister or coworkers. We could start with people that we drive with on the freeway that sometimes we'd rather kill. We can start wherever we go. And you know what happens? This crazy thing. You're walking the path of righteousness and you're like a dawning light to somebody else. A welcome light. Giving sight and warmth. Because you walk in the light. Philippians 2, 14 through 15 says, we're to shine as lights in the world. But see, Paul talks about a power outage. He says first, listen to this. He says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I read a, an essay this last week by Mike Glenn. It was, uh, had to do with a light failure. And the whole thing revolved around the fact that a light bulb blew out and he was in the dark. And uh, he got to thinking about that, reflecting on it. The darkness um, didn't kill the light. We don't say, hey, the darkness killed the light bulb or the darkness killed the light. No, we say the light went out. The bulb blew because the darkness can't defeat the light. Only the light can quit working. Only the light can blow out. But one little candle, one little fire can illuminate a room and drive out the darkness. That's what we're called to do. That's what righteousness is all about. Walk in the light. We pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the light in our lives. And knowing we'll fail, that we can immediately begin to shine again because of your great grace, because there's nothing that can stand in the way of our intimate faith walk with you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the eternal work of your Holy Spirit in our lives that will never leave us and never go out and never stop living and never stop being the light in us. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said,